Hello and welcome to Unedited the Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lauren, and this is episode 24. I have been bursting at the seams with excitement to be able to have the guest that I'm bringing on today on the podcast. We recently wrapped up 20 months of mentorship together as my client, and she has very obviously become such a dear friend. She is a woman of integrity, a woman who just, uh, the work she does in the world is so important and so beautiful, and I'm so proud of her. So without further ado, this is Alice Stewart of Wise Bodies Healing. Oh, thank you. And 20 months, I really can't believe it. I, I thought it was 15. <laughs> um, Thank you for having me. I have been so excited as well. And I was like, what am I going to say? And then I, and then as you say 20 months, I'm like, wow, that, that's a lot to say, actually. Yeah, there's a whole um, lot of like receipts we can refer to. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I was thinking about the first call and I didn't actually go back and watch it because I was like, it doesn't even feel like me like it doesn't even feel like old identities that I shared it it feels like a genuinely like whole different like soul cycle like the yeah uh, February 2020 yeah it was 2020 yeah it feels like ages ago and we've worked through so many things so present day I would love to have you introduce yourself who you are your art your work in the world what you do right now what's alive and real for you to the community so they know who they're talking to so I think what's most alive at the moment is helping people come back into their chosen bodies their human bodies and remembering that it is a divine tool that we chose to walk this earth with so a lot of like kind of moving false truths around the around the human body and like stepping away from everything we've been told about it being so limited and restricted um but with that obviously coming back into the body with as much gentleness and safety to fully land home in the body yes yeah and you do that through energy work yes oh yes sorry through energy that's work. okay online and in person um and yeah everybody's journey is quite different um and a lot of the time it's kind of seeing those really small little pieces that they didn't think were actually part of the puzzle kind of going back obviously to like their time in utero or early childhood um and kind of really seeing yeah the energetic roots to to everything really um the piece that they didn't really think had as much impact as it did like the story before all the other stories came into play yes oh and I mean I only had the honor of sitting in on one live group session with you but just knowing you for as long as I have and then getting to experience your work you are brilliant at tracking energy you are brilliant at like weaving together patterns that a lot of people would miss and you're so intuitive oh my goodness like you just know things and it's incredible so <laughs> um yeah I can only imagine the transformation that gets to happen on your table in your rooms in your containers I think it's always so exciting because people come in expecting one thing and I suppose expecting me to be using my mind or even if they are like thinking she's an intuitive energy worker I don't think they um are always expecting that as soon as they come into the space anything's possible 
because it's my body, their body, all the innate wisdom that's housed within those two, all the wisdom from the souls, like our souls, the past lives, anything can come through. And I think welcoming that in instead of having any expectations or like preconceived ideas about what's going to happen. And yeah, just generally honoring the body that it knows everything that it is the living library that has every story you need to know or unpick, unravel or let go of. Um, And everything is written in the cells or obviously in the field. But yeah, it blows my mind every time. (laughs) Yes. And so eloquently said, I feel like we, we have a very similar philosophy on like the interconnectedness of divinity and form and just how important it is to be in the body and embody frequency and energetics and you can you can't have one without the other and Mm -hmm. um yeah I just absolutely love the way you speak to energy I love the way that you see it and you work with it um I know it wasn't always like this though so I would love to hear (laughs) your origin story and (laughs) let us know how you came into working with energy because I know this is a very like kind of a no-go zone (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yes so um I always loved the body that much has stayed a constant um but from a biological lens so going to uni um I was convinced I was gonna end up in research um doing medical sciences and just before I went to uni I had a ski accident a really bad head injury that threw my body completely out of whack, like kind of every system that could play up started to play up, kind of general chaos and havoc in the body. And so I had a really interesting experience at uni while learning and being, I mean, I wouldn't just say devoted to science, like I was besotted with science, but to then have, you know, to be going through something else in my body and experiencing the Western medical system where it wasn't helping me, it was coming up blank when I was having all these tests to see what was going on in my body um and yeah actually one of the first lectures that completely threw me off was like the like science and society and kind of questioning the foundations of knowledge and that really threw me I was like oh my goodness like what if the core part of science wasn't actually a truth and everything from that has had you know a bit of bias or just and it just made me think huge in a way that was actually terrifying um but I'm so grateful because it opened me up very subtly over the four years to then dabble in anthropology and sociology and then go traveling and experience alternative medicines and gradually energy healing at the time I still was determined to understand it from a quantum physics perspective and drove that first energy healer mad. Every session I went to, I'd go away for weeks on like TEDx talks, YouTube. I'd be messaging friends, doing physics at uni, being like, send me all your theses, like trying to understand it in a science kind of paradigm. And um, yeah, and then I started to finally unlearn that I had to see something to believe it or that I had to have evidence, you know, to quantify something. Um, and it all went from there. I love that. I feel like this is such a brilliant testament to what gets to happen and unfold when we 
open up to asking questions and we lead with like curiosity, but not from a, an ego place from an open hearted, like I just, and, and this is especially true. I think a lot of us that have had injuries or physical ailments or things like that, um, that have really like pushed us beyond reason sometimes. Like I have had lived with five years of chronic debilitating mm. pain from an injury and I found out very quickly that exclusively Western medicine was not going to fix me. And when you have a situation like that, it really almost like catalyzes you quickly into, okay, I want a second opinion. What else is available? Yeah. How else can I approach this circumstance? How else can I see my body? How else can I understand the world to help me find a pathway to healing and back into wholeness? And I love that you come from such a like science, logical background <laughs> because I feel like that lends such a depth and a richness to your work. You're somebody who's probably invested a lot of time in like understanding and you're also somebody who can come to the table with just like wildly, incredibly intuitive capacities and you've learned to really soften and open to spirit, to God and to energy and I think that's so beautiful. <laughs> beautiful but confusing at the start. Um, <laughs> yes, I mean, I think – yeah, going through, like you said, any kind of crisis in the body, I think it really starts to invite you to step back into your power as the one experiencing your body instead of outsourcing all the knowledge mm -hmm. and power to an external system or body knowledge or paradigm, whatever it is. And I think that for me, you know, we learned in one of our ethics classes way back at uni that the, the not the client, the patient is the expert of their own body and we all were like no that's not true you know the, the scientist the doctor is the expert of the body but actually it's so true so shifting into the like experiential realm and it well just that whole thing I think shifted so much and I do enjoy having that lens still to understand the body and the systems um but ultimately I think you know there are so many things that still can't be explained Mm -hmm. but the way somebody is experienced in their body you know is their truth even if it doesn't marry up with something in a textbook or a clinical trial or you know that is actually you know the thing to walk with um yeah as they're experiencing it firsthand so um yeah well like um, the human body is just it's one of the most advanced technologies to ever exist and assuming that the human mind can just fully comprehend how all of these, like this whole ecosystem that is the human body that fits within the ecosystem of the planet, like to, to think you can gain an understanding of it um, in such a short time, right? Like medical sciences yeah. have obviously not been around as long as the human body. <laughs> There's a lot of like evolutionary <laughs> processes. There's a lot of um, like spiritual processes and energetic and subtle pieces to being animate in a human vessel that, like you said, we cannot explain. And I think that's where it becomes really important to start opening up to, well, what else could it be? Yeah. And like a different source of knowledge coming in, in that, you know, at this age that I am with this 
mind that I have mm-hmm. I mean yes I can access obviously all knowledge but from what I've learned rather than what I innately know like what I've learned is limited whereas if you open up to what the body knows and I had a really interesting um I say soul truth but more of a remembering come through from one of the soul ceremonies the group healings where my soul was saying you know all the water if you think of the water cycles in the earth all the water is being recycled so the water that's inside your human body you know in your blood or your into you know in the tissue fluids mm-hmm. has been a part of the water cycle it's been around on earth it, you the molecules in that water could be holding memories from thousands of years ago and at that point you know when you open up to I know it's sounding big but like that part of your body has existed for thousands of years and you can access you know knowledge from different times that there's so much in there so much than you know 28 years of my mind learning can comprehend oh this is why I love having conversations with you (laughs) (laughs) yes yes and to like to to deny that from a medical perspective and be like nope only what I see and understand in front of me is there yeah you're just missing so much. You're missing so much of the multidimensional nature of who you are. You are cutting off access to literal miracles and the miracle of your body. Like it's just, yeah. So I very much on the same page around just really working with the both and, right? And and learning to understand nuance and hold illogical impossibilities as possible. And I feel like when you start really tapping into um, like God frequency and energetics and the things that are very intangible and subtle, um, you have to become very open to that and perceptive and you become perceptive by being in your body. So it's this like really beautiful dance. Um, I would love to hear kind of your thoughts on that because I know this is something you really work with a lot (laughs) I was about to say that was something that did not come easily like experiencing like the God frequency or that energy like I wasn't in my body enough at the start to feel that and then to get to the point where I'm then feeling something and there's like a a lag of my mind trying to compute what it is like that's taken quite a journey to kind of shift um I don't want to say that hierarchy or like power but to experience something and to fully feel it and then for my mind to try and find words if it wants to to describe that whereas you know when I first started I was so cerebral like naturally anyway naturally very analytical made more so by my training and it was yeah a really difficult at first process to come back into the body to keep coming back deeper and deeper and to say to my mind, you know, I hear you, but let's open the floor to something else as well. Because my mind had been so entrained. Um, yeah, that definitely took a while. Um, and now I think obviously when you come, when you are devoted to spending as much time developing your relationship with your body as you would a partner or a best friend or a family member. Or a job. Um, or a job yeah and that's like that's a lot of time that adds up um and I think you know more so over the last six to twelve months I really lent into that being like you know I could easily spend a few hours a day just 
talking to my body and I I mean I love how I know I mentioned it to you before how the different like tissues organs even like different parts of a muscle they all have different voices so there's a system as a whole but they all have different like pitches tones like even accents and I just find it so fascinating to drop into the body and hear the whole and hear God's energy and then you know different parts of your soul come forward the body as a whole but then to like tap into the individual parts of your body and hear what they're saying um because they do talk individually and then as a collective and obviously getting those parts to talk to each other again it sometimes reminds me of like an agm you know like there's so much like there's a cacophony and like people talking over each other or people like ignoring each other and it's genuinely <laughs> like that is literally how i see my body when i'm getting it to talk to each other is like getting a room full of people but they're just you know different parts of my body um to talk to each other so so how did you come into like how did you create that connection what was your process to go from really logical linear disconnected disembodied to where you are now Hmm. I mean obviously there was no isolated event I think I would say everything amped up when I did do my Reiki training as a way that I was being pulled into the energy world I didn't know where to start um and because I think I was so dissociated out of my body um I think you know my soul had a plan and knew that in order for me to believe and to kind of shout over my brain being like this can't be happening um when I first started doing case studies it was so intense like I would be sweating with somebody's like anxiety I would look down at my heart in my chest and it would be pounding and I honestly felt like I was gonna have a heart attack and all the sensations were so so strong so that my brain couldn't even try and deny that something was happening um obviously that was quite an intense and exhausting way to initially experience that but I am grateful because it did give me time to pause and to start questioning you know everything that I knew about the body and energy and that I could place my hands on somebody and and feel everything that was going on in their body and at that time I didn't ask people anything about themselves actually and and strangers and I'd touch in and, and I could see everything obviously you know with respect to what the body wanted to show me um and that I think was so mind-blowing for me that it really pulled pulled me in to be like wow there is just so much like the voice of the body is so strong if you stop and listen to it um so yeah I think from those initial case studies and clients after the Reiki training it really yeah blew my mind enough to really start sinking into it as if it, I was I was studying and like devoting that time to sit with my body and learn from it as much as I was learning from from clients and case studies at the time um and yeah it just kept growing and growing often at the beginning with you know really intense experiences that I couldn't put into words I could not understand for the life of me even if I spent two weeks trying to figure out what had happened um <laughs> And again, that made me lean into, I guess, a, a stronger undercurrent of did it feel good or did it not? And then yeah. obviously, that I would come into your world of like, did it feel organic or yeah. organic energy? And trusting 
like what I could feel and the source of the energy over me being able to say, well, this happened and that happened and that happened. It was more like, okay, well, did it feel organic? And like, do I trust that? Um, and that was a big process as well, leaning into that trust and discerning and yeah, discerning what energy I wanted to, I don't want to say play with, but wanted to interact with um, in my body, in my space, everything. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like Bruno just joined the chat, didn't he? He did. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. We love Bruno here. Um, if anyone doesn't know, Bruno is Alice's canine sidekick. He is yes. all of her sessions and he's just such a sweetheart. So um, we love Bruno. And I just wanted to kind of go into that because we were we were talking earlier before we jumped on the call, having our minds blown that it had been 20 months. I would love to just throw back to February 2020 and just get your kind of sense of like, where were you when you came into my world? Like, what were you experiencing? What were you looking for when you found me? And we can start kind of just building the the character arc, the story um, from there. I feel like there's just so many brilliant conversations to have from that 20 months together. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's actually hard to really remember the details apart from I remember feeling lost like unsure of how I was navigating this brand new world and not knowing not that there are rules but having no clue as if like you know I was looking for a bit of a map and at that point that I came into the world I was still definitely outsourcing that like I, I wasn't I hadn't until that point been invited or I hadn't been able to meet the invitation to look to my own internal map or source or discernment like I was just I think in such a almost overwhelmed state that I was looking to anybody to give me the answers and you know my analytical mind would still hop in and be like "Mm, no not sure about that but it was definitely looking externally and a lot of the foundations were very rocky of you know, myself, the identities that I, that were serving me and a lot of things that were very muddled in my field, a lot of different energies in there. And it was all just a little bit, oh, I can't think of that character, that childhood elephant that's got lots of colors on him. But anyway, it was all lots of different colors and I couldn't really, I I don't think I could really feel into my soul essence like my signature my it was all a blend um and yeah and I mean I was obviously wanting to start a business in this world but I had no idea how to do that and the bigger part which I loved is that it isn't just about you know the strategies the marketing the office suite it was you know who I was, who I was being, what I was ready to let go of, what wasn't mine to begin with, and actually, you know, reshaping my identity in a way or just how I knew myself to then start from there because that was, yeah, all very muddled before I stepped lovingly into your world. (laughs) (laughs) I love the way you described and, like, so spot on, yes, the strategies, the container, the structures, marketing, all of the like tactical business pieces when you're starting a business are important. And 
they're not going to work if you're not behind them, if you're not embodied, if you don't know what your values or your vision is, if you if you don't if you can't qualify your own energy, it's going to be yeah. really hard to have any one thing stick. So, I know yeah. you keep mentioning kind of like building the foundations. What have those foundations been for you? Like what did we kind of work through over the last like what what where have you grown the most in the last 20 months? I mean, like I said, I think a really big part for me was identifying my voice and what I was here to bring instead of trying to mirror other people's. So I remember the like the group events for me. I was like, how do I do them? And a few people were like, just do a moon circle and and journal. And I was like, that doesn't quite feel like me. But I think without mentorship and somebody holding me and allowing my vision to come out from within me, I would have you know, done a lot more trialing and error, a lot of things that weren't actually for me to deliver out into this world. Um, and I think from that, I mean, that rippled out into everything, like knowing what is mine to bring and my voice and the integrity of work. I think that was such a big piece because at the beginning point, you know, it was almost destabilizing how strong the energy was coming in for sessions for people. And I was a bit shaky. I was like, can I hold this power? Can I actually ground and embody this? And it obviously felt quite out of alignment to be doing really powerful sessions for people and then not walking the walk myself. Mm, um, there it is. Or just having <laughs> so much like leakiness around it and just giving away all of my energy and just yeah I think that was probably another point is you know we can say we're infinite energy but and we are but also you know in this human body at any given moment it is holding a certain amount of energy um and I just (laughs) was letting it run out in every direction and until I came into you in your container I didn't see, apart from being physically tired, I didn't see the problem with that. Like I didn't stop and think, oh, well, that's not serving me or them. That's Mm. just a whole heap of disservice going on. Um, And I think that, yeah, that was another, another big piece. And that rippled out into not just work, but friendships, you know, family relationships, Um, genuinely infused into every part of my life which is why you know it took for me so long to do all those foundations because it was a complete overhaul of how I was living um back into my truth after years of compromising on that um I remember when you first came into it was soul sovereignty um one of the like themes for you and this has carried through actually you've just really been deepening your soul's curriculum with this was the theme of like boundaries and mm-hmm. creating much more even exchanges in your relationships, like you were saying, cleaning up the porosity in your relationships and really creating like unfuckwithable energy. <laughs> um, I love I love saying that. It's just like that, that to me is like the ultimate goal of like, oh, I am so sovereign in my own field. You can throw whatever you want at me and I will be good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I would love to just kind of have you go into that because I think especially in your and my line of work, 
relationships are so foundational to what mm-hmm. we do. Like we we need to have the capacity to build very meaningful, but also very well boundaried relationships so that there can be intimacy and trust and transformation. So what would you say have been like the biggest shifts within the way you relate to yourself and other people that have been able to come alive for you? Um, I mean, I think before I was too scared to show up in like full honesty. So I would still be trying to play a role that I actually didn't want to be playing. Um, I think in a lot of relationships, you know, resentment was coming up, which is like, um, I can't think of that wood rot no I don't know what that thing is called but it's like you know it doesn't make for very stable foundations at all yeah. um, and I didn't know how to handle that um and I didn't know how to come back to the root of the relationship and cl- and set those energetic boundaries so you know the emotions would build the resentment would build and even stepping away from some relationships and some of them you know re-meeting months or kind of a year or so down the line it was so beautiful to be able to come back into them with like complete honesty of like you know this is me this is me showing up and to show up fully without you know the heaviness and the resentment and just yeah obviously the energy leakiness was definitely a thing in a lot of the relationships um and bringing my voice back um that took a process to feel safe and it's obviously you know incremental over the 20 months and then we'll keep going um but I think just realizing that again kind of going back to service like I wasn't serving me or that person in the relationship if I couldn't show up honestly and and speak my truth and I was hiding it and that you know was rippling out to them um so and it was hard I think that was definitely one of the hardest bits was to set like you know evaluate the relationships and and walk away from some of them not knowing if they would reform or completely you know recycle away um Mm -hmm. and that took a strength that I you know I didn't didn't and I hadn't had to test before yeah um but yeah the more I stepped into my work and the work I wanted to do and the yeah the depth of relationships like you said the intimacy that I wanted to have it did make things a lot clearer of like okay well is that it does it does it feel good and it, it got a lot easier and at that point you were still doing human design so it did help connect me to as a generator the sacral yes or no mm-hmm. that was actually a really big part of me like resensitizing to my body as well um because that was like a missing piece for me at the time of feeling even though some things were quite hard for me to feel in my body that contraction or expansion was so obvious um and yeah it was actually really like a guiding light at the time so yeah I honestly like I don't offer human design readings anymore obviously but I I love weaving tools like that into all of my work especially in longer term containers because when we And like this is, I mean, this was your experience as well. When we start with the fundamentals of can we develop energetic literacy? Can we develop Mm -hmm. emotional intelligence? Can we develop somatic literacy and learn how to be in the body while we're tracking our energy, while we're witnessing our emotions? All of these 
foundational elements of inner work are what unlock the brilliance of your blueprint where you're then able to actually connect with the soul, the essence underneath the undulating force of you that houses your gifts and your voice and your values and what is important to you, what your movement and your legacy is and what brings you alive. And it's really freaking hard to like put your finger on that when you're constantly avoiding yourself and when you're constantly escaping yourself. And so even before we had a single business conversation, we spent like months of just like, let's just go back to the most simple parts of like you and your humanness, acknowledging that you want to step into leadership. What can we do to reacquaint you with your power and reacquaint you with your innate wisdom and create intimacy with yourself and have you incrementally building the confidence and the capacity. And I remember one of the biggest themes that came up, particularly like in the midpoint as you were starting to weave in business and have those higher level, more visionary conversations, was learning to not just see and witness your energy and your emotions, but start to trust in your vitality As you build your capacity. And this is something that I really want to touch on because this has been such a theme for me as well, especially as a projector in human design where the rhetoric is, oh, well, you have limited energy and you have to do things a certain way and you're not meant to hold as much. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so important to take all of those fundamental pieces and wield them and tap into them in such a way that actually reinforces your power and reinforces your vitality and builds from a self-respect to empower you to show up for your mission and for your work. So I want to just hear from you what your experiences were as you were starting to like peek over the fence towards, okay, like I'm going to start actually like leaning into this business thing. And some of the like things that you bumped into around vitality and how we worked through them? I mean, there were so many, I think. (laughs) Um, It was surprising for me through many different avenues that the more I was discerning of where my energy was going, the more energy I obviously felt like coming back to me or coming out from within me and that vitality coming back of, like I said, obviously leakiness, boundaries, and just standing in, you know, the truth of my soul. But I think, gosh, there were so many times. Um, I mean, I loved the lesson, you know, because there were so many beliefs and kind of coping mechanisms that were still hardwired into my body about needing to take rest or or illness. And like illness was the only way to slow my body down. And there were so, so, so many things in the background that I didn't even realize were still playing out that you know from within were stopping me from stepping into vitality and you know before I came into the world I had no idea of the external things that we could you know consciously or unconsciously give away our power to and our energy to um so you said that kind of energetic literacy and hygiene um was a huge one as well and I mean yeah gosh so so many and I didn't realize how often I would try and like protect my energy by not 
circulating in the energy and I was like so much like stagnancy and left me feeling not even full because of it like depleted and and heavy um and being afraid to step into obviously in a business sense it was like bigger capacity or being so afraid to sit with my body and my soul and my work and and you know ask those parts of me how should I offer this session in in its layout form exchange um I was too afraid to do that and I was just going from my mind and just kind of having us it was a constant loop of burnout and at that point I was still doing quite a lot of other things in that old fix fix me loop um and yeah I mean that took away a lot as well actually um constantly running around seeking you know the next energy worker or healer to to help me do something in my body when actually you know my body can do it obviously there are a few things that are a lot easier and gentler for your nervous system to do while being held um but there were just so many places that I was (laughs) running around like a headless chicken to be honest um and yeah as opposed to kind of standing calmly and with like stillness in my knowing and trust I think self-trust was a huge thing Mm-hmm. obviously I learned self-trust the more I feel like I, I started to hold my energy instead of just pouring it into so many different avenues um and the vitality came back so again you know it was it had to be experienced like feeling that flow of life force and energy come back into my body and like and then subsequently wake up new parts um and it was a lot. It was. I felt like it, at the time they felt like huge jumps. Obviously, they were kind of baby steps of like meeting the edge and like sitting with it and it, having that expansion and then holding it. But I think that's what was so great is it was sustainable. It wasn't, you know, pushing. I wasn't pushing myself to jump off a deep end, and everything was done with the body and gentleness in mind. I think at the time, I was still in a world that that didn't often choose the most gentle path and it was all about intensity and and like hyper sensation um as opposed to being just so so deeply held and present and present and like and coming back into devotion to your body and like you know so many things that now I'm like well yeah duh (laughs) but at the time was so foreign um and completely new I think one of the important things that you touched on before was just like, and and I think I know this was both of our experiences coming out of uh, a season of injury and just kind of needing to cocoon from life a little bit. Um, It can be really difficult to disrupt the pattern of feeling like you need to protect yourself when you actually start to find your energy returning because of the boundaries, because of the coherence that you create in your field through those energetic hygiene practices, through Mm -hmm. um, taking really aligned action, through devotion to tending yourself. I know for me, it was really scary to finally start to open up to, okay, I can hold clients now or I can show up to a live stream or I can 
weave more exercise into my life and trust that my body and my being could show up to that and not go back into that state of burnout or depletion or um, just downward spiral into those old patterns where I felt like I needed to be a protector of myself. And I know this is something that I touch on in The Disciple around learning how to orient yourself in like the phases of energetic expansion and just what it is to be alive and just moving through the phases of initiation and experiencing as you start to move into and incrementally build your window of tolerance and your capacity, you experience that oscillation phase or that energetic wobble where you're, it's like training at the gym. Like I told you earlier today, <laughs> it's like training your muscles. There's, um, you're going to hit the threshold where um, you maybe push yourself and then you take – you have a little bit of time where you end up stepping back and it looks like you're going backwards or losing progress. But that's actually the point where your body is like recalibrating and your nervous system is calibrating to the new edge that you've set. And it's such an important dynamic to creating capacity and increasing your capacity is being able to incrementally like microdose fear and microdose yeah. discomfort and edginess and create those safe environments for yourself where you do get to actually build trust and witness yourself in your capacity and in your vitality so that you can finally start taking on those more um, visionary pieces like starting your business or taking clients or showing up to do a group program or experience. Um, or for me, going back to the climbing gym was a really big one. Um, and so I would love to get your two cents on just the experience of oscillation. I know we were talking about it right before <laughs> getting on the call. So if you want to dive into that conversation, feel free. Yeah. Um, and one quick thing I'll say quickly is I, again, before I kind of came into the world, I didn't think to, you know, gently nudge my thresholds. I was kind of still playing like a victim in, in mm. my body as well. So I think that was a really interesting point. And at the time I wouldn't have linked, you know, my capacity to hold clients with my ability to sit with my body and nudge my threshold and, you know, allow the recalibration and work with the nervous system. I was just like, well, I can't do those things. Like, period. Um, and that was quite uncomfortable to, to like gently nudge myself through those, um, <laughs> but obviously really glad because that's part of the foundations. Um, and yeah, the oscillations, I mean, I feel like they happen so often. I keep saying, you know, it'd be lovely to just sit in one place for a little while, but energy's always changing. Um, yeah, I, what I do love about my body now um that has taken a while to love um is that it is very very clear like it will be so obvious physically like energetically vocally or verbally to me that something's not quite right and you know if I ignore it and I'm like nope I don't want to go back into that oscillation phase I don't want to be making like playing with a new threshold I just want to stay where I am it starts to get a little bit louder and louder um but it is even though it does feel destabilizing as like the old and the new are all mixing around and it does yeah feel like a step backwards sometimes um 
I do love that it's like a constant feedback loop from, you know, my body, my soul, the soul of my business that's always talking to each other, being like, okay, like we're ready for the next expansion or we're ready to increase our capacity or, you know, we need to go back to the foundations. We need to kind of rewrite how much self-care, rest or boundaries, (laughs) always my thing. (laughs) Um, And I, yeah, I think that was a misconception I had at the beginning is, you know, once you do it, it's set. And I thought, oh, maybe, you know, I would revisit these things on a yearly basis, but that's not, you know, that's not sitting with them, you know, present in real time as energy is shifting. Um, and yeah, hasn't always been comfortable, but I think it's, yeah, your business is a living, breathing thing and, and your body and soul are always talking to each other as well and like listening to all of them, inviting them all to the table and, you know, following, following your gut and and going off on to the next chapter and the next initiation, um, and what I had to sit with is, I think, I can't remember the exact time, but maybe as I was coming into a world or the first six months, I couldn't hold myself through them very well. So if I was meeting a new initiation, I had to stop. Like I couldn't sustain the business at all. I would take mm-hmm. a month to six weeks off while I was walking to that initiation instead of having the foundations in place. Um, and even the communication in a relationship to express, you know, my my needs are changing right now my the energy available to me is changing right now um I I just want to interrupt really briefly to just normalize that like if you're at the beginning of any journey whatsoever honoring your need to kind of pull your energy back and reorient yourself is fully okay so I just wanted to say that because I feel like there's probably going to be a lot of people listening to this that are like find permission and relief and like oh I'm not the only one that like recoils Absolutely. a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah and it was definitely like you know even now I'm taking a pause even though I have those foundations and those tools at my disposal sometimes you do just have to step back and it's you know funny at, at the beginning of this month I was kind of immersing myself back in that study mode without really realizing it And, you know, I could be listening to people's podcasts or, you know, consuming all this content um, and think that's going to give me the answer. And then I sit with my body and it's the answers are literally coming up from, you know, myself or whatever. And it's so it's so nice to be able to honor that and take the rest and take the time to listen instead of being go, go, go and like honoring the cycles of yourself and your business and the growth phases um and like I said now I I do feel like I can hold myself more through them um whereas before it didn't feel good when I was taking that time off like I was in panic that I you know again at the point that I didn't trust in the vitality of my body that was more evidence to my brain that I couldn't sustain a business or a job and my life um whereas now you know I can meet those initiations with a bit more grace and and take the invitation to slow down and and reevaluate something and my body doesn't 
take that as as evidence that that I can't do it that I can't expand my capacity um I think what often gets missed as well is and I know this is something that you'll definitely relate to because you work with conception but contraction is a wildly necessary process to birthing something Mm -hmm. to creation and I think a lot of people, I mean, the internet does a fantastic job of making it seem like anyone who's not in a continual perpetual season of blossoming and fruiting and creating and winning and succeeding is doing something wrong. Yeah. Contraction and being in the void space and coming back into surrender and softness and presence and receptivity in your body this is actually where the capacity is built. It's not necessarily built when you're like out on the front line, meeting the edges, experiencing all of the success and reaping what you've sown. It's the actual like planting and tending and the space in between the desire and the fruition of, okay, when you're experiencing a contraction, can you still hold the vision? When you're experiencing a contraction, can you still love yourself? When you're experiencing a contraction, can you meet all of the emotions? Can you identify patterns that are ready to be disrupted and dismantled? And can you actually work with what's in front of you instead of trying to skip over it and bypass it and get to the result? That's where the nectar is. Yeah. I was going to say the contractions are a gift like even the last group healing I did was very much about again coming back to the human body as like the most advanced intricate technology we have so beautiful can be so light and I said to them you know when you leave because they were like oh we're gonna float away you know from the session I was like no no like your body's likely gonna show you what's not resonant with that new soul truth you're just anchored in Mm-hmm. And it's going to show you where there is still all the contraction, all the heaviness, all the stuff that's not aligned with, you know, the truth of your body. And some people looked a bit scared about that. And I was like, no, it's literally, I can't, you know, again, it's going back like to the like energetic cleanup and like yeah. architecting happening in real time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like the indicator being like, go here, like explore what's still there, like what the story is or yeah the belief or something um and yeah makes you stand even stronger in like you said the vision that you're calling in um I mean sometimes I'm always saying how amazing the human body is and then I have a day where I'm like whoa (laughs) this body does not feel great today and you know I have to be gentle myself and embrace the humanness and I can sometimes just I don't want to say sulk in that but you know be in that space for a couple of hours before I'm like nope okay I've let my body experience that it was was here to show me something but I still believe you know that heaviness isn't a part of a human body in its divine design that it is indicators the same with illness it's leading you to move something that your soul body don't want in your energy Um, the whole point of being here is to experience divinity through the lens of density like yeah (laughs) I don't I remember like early early on when I was learning like quantum healing and there was just so much ascension rhetoric and and this Mm -hmm. is definitely still alive and well um especially for people who are really new to spirituality and spiritual practices and working with energy 
where there's this ideal of being in the upper dimensions or ascending or moving into some enlightened state of being. And for me, that just misses the whole point. Like it's not about ascending out of the human body and like I'm what are you expecting to like dematerialize or something <laughs> like that's not how it works yeah. <laughs> the more Definitely. inward and like it's almost like a descension spiral cons- like at the same time as an ascension spiral where you're you're creating this synthesis and as you expand your energetic capacity you're not necessarily just expanding the upper edges or or just the lower edges. You're expanding both the upper and the lower edges to hold more density and also more light, more of the higher frequencies that you're integrating through your embodiment and through actually working actively with these frequencies. And I speak to this a lot in coherence where it's that the point isn't to do one or the other. It's to learn how to actually become the midpoint, the bridge between the divine and between density and be in your human experience so fully that you're able to actually hold whatever happens, whether it's what you deem positive or negative and and work with it and be really present and distill from those experiences and circumstances the pearls, the nectar that's going to um, nourish and enliven your blueprint and your mission. And until we I, – I just made a post about this. Until we start seeking out enrichment over entertainment or pleasure or what feels good – we're constantly going to be missing the point of of our expansion. Yeah, definitely. And like I always say like, like the human body it is dense. Like it it's it's weight, it's gravity, it's anchoring obviously something multidimensional onto the earth or in the earth whichever way you see it. And yeah, if you're looking to only play up like you said up in the higher dimensions, you're not in the human body. And the human body you know, if you kind of go back to the systems, like the ecosystems and how everything in nature is constantly talking to each other, the human body is like such an incredible technology to interface with everything, that any information. I mean, obviously, again, with discernment of which ones you're calling in, but there's so much information being sent from the natural world around us through the human body. Like that's why we came here into the human body is to experience things, like you said, through the body, not mm-hmm outside of um so I would really love to have the conversation that we were having beforehand and just like (laughs) real time and I'll share what I've been moving through as well real time explore that contraction or oscillation phase because both of us in the last basically since like closing out our our 20-month container um we've really been expanding our edges and growing and just taking on more responsibility as leaders and um, showing up to our businesses in really big ways. And I would love to have you share basically what's been going on in your world since October, what you accomplished in October and what's happening now. So, <laughs> what? Oh my goodness. Um, it was so lovely to have, like, I kept saying to everyone, I had the lift off, you know, like we were on the ground working on, like, the, not say the rocket ship, but like setting everything in motion. 
and then stepping out into the world on my own two feet and having everything happen instead of me kind of holding it back and waiting I was like okay now's the time you know step into it deliver what you're here to deliver um and you know it was another example of you can you know we worked through lots of embodiment and but there was some element of me that had still everything was still theoretical because it hadn't become you know real practical and it was a very interesting month to learn where I had thought everything was pretty um clear boundaries um that I had been fully listening and following what my soul and body were telling me about um yeah the capacity and and the breadth of the work um and actually then when I was busy like I kept you know a lot of a lot of people are saying you know go after the high income months or the fully booked like be fully booked it's put on a pedestal and although I didn't really want that I still stood by you know I needed days for my own energy work on myself and and just being I was like yeah I guess yeah that's what I'm working towards and then October you know was so busy so many new clients which was a gift and a blessing and and so much learning for context as well you hosted your first group Group session session. which is huge that's a huge milestone yes that was and then you didn't just do one you were like no I think I'm gonna do four (laughs) yeah I know because the soul of the offering was like oh they're gonna be monthly and then I did the first one and it was like boom 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 we're gonna hold four and you know my brain was like oh that's quite a lot (laughs) and I trusted that it was the learning I needed and um and it was it was you know to have like I think it was 36 new clients come in and maybe three to four people I'd already worked with. It's a lot of new energy to come in. And it really, like, beautifully tested were those foundations strong enough? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm at the edges of my capacity, can I hold myself? Can I hold my clients in the way I want to show up for them and myself? Um, and there were, yeah, so many areas where I was like, oh, okay. Ooh, that that needs tweaking definitely and where I was still trying to overgive, and where you know even after 20 months of me sitting with my work and like the sacredness of it and I'm really leaning into again you know a lot of my boundaries came around pricing sitting with an exchange that felt good in my body there were subtle things that were coming up that I that were really really sly and I hadn't quite noticed them that I was like yep I'm sitting in this price for this exchange and I would but then I would offer lots of little extras to make it seem you know really worth it just to cover all my little hidden doubts so that was quite an interesting one to move through um and to basically have what I thought would be the way I wanted my business and my life to be lots of clients lots of people stepping into my world and like I said I learned so much from them and and I'm so grateful but it was so busy other things got compromised I didn't see my friends that much my balance in the home wasn't so good um my time to just be wasn't I was on my phone like voice noting clients all the time and I was just like whoa this is this is a lot and it 
yeah, made me really, really stop and go back to such a like foundational core question of, you know, what do I want my life to look like? Because um, I guess it, obviously at some point I'd still been taking in quite a lot of information from the wider industries like healing or coaching um that that old I can't think of the word it's gone but that busyness is good that busyness is productivity and that's what we value in society and I didn't realize how it could come in under a different like in a different uniform oh Um, yeah I feel like there are a million and one ways to architect a business and be on mission in a way that's like regenerative and sustainable Mm. and feels good that is like my zone of genius (laughs) it's like (laughs) how do do we get that like how do we build a foundation how do we clarify the vision and refine the systems and the structures and create a container where you can have that where you can feel so fulfilled and aligned with your soul's purpose and why you're here and what lights you up and be able to stand really firmly in your boundaries, in Mm -hmm. your pricing, be able to express yourself really beautifully, be able to hold your energy and have a life. Yeah. Like I did not start my business to just go back into a trading time for dollars, selling my life force paradigm of like not being able to show up to all of the other things that are equally as important as my life's work. Um, and I feel like this is something that you have stepped into so beautifully and continue to just kind of play with. And I, I really love that you brought up like what's really important in that process is knowing when to turn off the tap on the input and just be with yourself and orient yourself in your own field and in your own energy and with your own needs so that the next indicated step can be revealed to you. And so I I want you to kind of paint a picture of now that you have hosted, I think it's, it's got to be like five, maybe six events now. Um, and you've taken on all of these new clients and you've had all of these experiences. What happened after you had that really big expansion? A huge contraction. (laughs) Um, What did that look like? I mean, it was, again, it's so interesting to see where like you're constantly, your body's constantly showing you what's still there. So I hadn't experienced to this degree, like a burnout from, I suppose just this level of, of where I am in my work. And so I didn't really see the signs and it was subtle well kind of subtle (laughs) instead of it spanning you know over a few months it really did all kind of come together in four days where my body was like hmm I feel like I'm a little bit depleted and then there was one thing that I said I would do for somebody and I was like I'll just go do it and my body was like "Mm," and I was like it's okay I'll rest when I get back (laughs) and that really was you know my body very gently saying no um and I didn't listen to that and then yeah I I mean on a very kind of seemingly boring level I I caught like a cold that was going around and my body was you know inviting me to like slow down and and assess what was going on inside energetically and, and obviously physically but um and I was still kind of 
in the not the spin-off but still experiencing parts of that expansion and like that busyness that came with it and that made me feel like I actually couldn't stop Mm. so instead of holding that expansion in that month and the clients and the kind of amount of energy and then you know as a byproduct of that the financials I was then like oh my gosh I have to hold it and I felt like I was suddenly holding like a car above my head and I couldn't sink into rest so um it was so funny I was like right I'm tired I've probably burnt out a bit and I was like I'm gonna allow four days so I took four days off my calendar and I was like yep that'll do it and then on day four I was like "Mm, that has not done it so I started being like okay you know what's my go-to like go and receipt beautiful you know like reflexology massage like top up the tank um give back to my body where I was giving out so much um and it's been a really big lesson because it's been you know if you're in conversation with your body and and you know able to and you know listening to each little nuance there's like a uh like a leapfrog and you listen and you kind of go okay adjust okay yep and you know I didn't listen for you know even four days but in my body that went quite far And instead of just having one, receiving one beautiful massage or osteopath, the tank had then become so low. And then I was like, oh gosh. And I then had to really sit with how, how can I restore my energy? And it seemed so basic. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm I'm back here. Like it really did feel like that step back, like we said. Um, And, and then, yeah, all the things that I was like, yep, got that, done that that's that solid you know kind of money belief started to resurface ones that I thought that I dealt with but that in a time of kind of more uncertainty or destabilization were coming back up and I was like oh you're actually still there so it was a really really deep invitation to see where the residue was yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um and and yeah, like I said, to see, did was that actually, and you know, to be gentle and gracious and be like, okay, well that, you know, it was a bit like a trial run, you know, yeah. I can't remember. I think what's really important is to not make it mean anything yeah. about the greater context yeah. of your work or your life. Like these contraction periods, when you're in an oscillation, when you're, when you're calibrating to holding a new level of resonance and and occupying a new octave of experiencing life um you're you're going to wobble it's like i'm i'm on a gym train right now but like i just started weightlifting 6 months ago and i just like did my first personal best deadlifting and when i added the extra plates i could lift it but i was wobbly yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know if my glutes are going to just give out and I'm going to like drop this on myself. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm not progressing. Yeah. So, and that you haven't done, you know, the work that led yeah, to Yeah. So, like, the wobble yeah. is an indicator that you're actually like stretching and creating yeah. new neural pathways, new energetic. Um, architecture in your system, you're developing emotional resiliency, you're developing physical capacity, and 
generally speaking, after you do that, you experience soreness. You need to rest. You need to recover yourself and tend to all of those parts of you that just experienced the unknown. And I think it's like a lot of us will stop ourselves before even getting to that point. And I, I was talking, I can't remember who I was talking to about this, but um, I was like, you can only like mentally masturbate about an idea for so long. <laughs> I'm going to be a little bit crude, but like until you like fuck around, you won't find out. And it's like, you actually have to do the thing that you're afraid of doing and do it scared or do it wobbly and, and find out what you're capable of and find out what your needs are as you bump into new experiences and orient yourself um, into, okay, well, what does doing this in integrity look like? What does doing this in alignment with my values or my vision looks like? Um, You're not going to know until you roll up your sleeves and get in the arena and actually try. And I just want to like celebrate the shit out of you because I know how edgy it was back in September when you were conceiving of the idea of like, oh, I think I'm going to do my first group. I was going to say, and then you're like, yeah, I'm actually going to do like five, actually six, actually more, more, more. And I was just like, yes, you are. Like, this is amazing. This is, this is what you've been training for, for 20 months of building the foundations. And now you're in this place where you can sit back and see all of the areas where you can create an even stronger container for you to be able to do that in a way, like you were saying earlier, um, is actually nourishing for you and your clients more. And I think that first in-person one was exactly like you said about the gym wobble. Like I was like, okay, cool, cool. It's happening. Like I know it's happening. You know, people were hopping in. I had eight tickets. And then on the morning, a few hours before, two people wanted to jump in. And I was like, uh, like I'd been feeling really good over the five days of people hopping in you know I went on quite an intense journey to kind of again walk the walk so that I could hold everybody neutrally in the journey that was forming for everybody's souls who had already jumped in um when you definitely confronted doubt you were like I don't know if anyone's gonna come I know and you and like sold out and then some well and it was those last two people where, you know, Saturday morning at 11 before it started at four, I was like, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I've walked through everything I've got to walk through. I can hold these people. And the last few people were like, oh, can I come in? And I was like, um, yes, the studio can hold 10 people. Um, And sitting with that, that extra surge in energy was a huge wobble and on the day. And I was like, oh my goodness, have I just undone all the preparation by saying yes to these two people. But my body and my soul was like, yeah, they're supposed to be here too. Um, and that wobble of then meeting the invitation to, you know, expand out that little bit further to hold the 10 people on the first in-person was, um, yeah, it, it was a lot, but but meant to be and, and, and great. And um, yeah, I guess you don't really... You, yeah, like you said, you can sit down and conceptualize it and then actually you've got to get in the ring to see what you are capable of in that moment. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just like, I have been perpetually proud of you over the last 20 months, but it's just been oh. so beautiful 
to get to see more or less full circle of that season of mentorship. And I feel like part of the gift of everything, like I've grown so much having you as a client as well, but the longevity was so nourishing on my end and I think on yours as well where you were able to just like be seen in every state, (laughs) be walked through multiple (laughs) seasons in your life and in your business and have that continuity of support with somebody who like what you were intimately connected and in relationship with. Um, I would love to have you just kind of speak to that experience and even share like what was it like working with me? (laughs) (laughs) My goodness, how long is a piece of string? That was I mean I what I will say is you know before that I was still I think it overlapped just at the first few months of those 20 months. I was still in a few other containers at the time and it took me a few months to be like, you know, listening to one voice and like you said to me way at the beginning, like really discerning who who's on your council, like who mm-hmm. you go to for advice. That made a huge difference because for the first two years of my energy healing journey, I had so many voices and they often then kind of muddled over my own as opposed to having your voice as a constant and having that, you know, that other one frequency with my own, my voice became louder. And obviously there was so much trust that over the months, as I discovered new parts of myself, I could share them and walk through them while being helped by you. And I think, yeah, I think if it had been, you know, three months on, three months off, we wouldn't have, not that it's goal orientated, we wouldn't have reached the same place mm-hmm. as having it as a constant. And, you know, there were weeks when I was like, huh, maybe I don't, maybe I'm good. Like Maybe I haven't got much to say. And then as soon as we got on a Zoom, I was like, no, there is so much, even in the celebrations. Like yeah. it doesn't obviously always have to be going through the ringer, like in the celebrations and those refinements as well as the big, big questions. Um, I think, yeah, I'd never come across somebody like you, but even within that, it took me, you know, months to really realize I hadn't had the invitation that you were offering me ever before. Um, and a lot of your work is so fundamental and subtle which makes it so powerful. And that took me a while to like resensitize to as well. So like at the beginning, a lot of your vocabulary was really new to me and I could like feel into the feelings that we were like moving through, but I didn't have, yeah, that energetic literacy at all really. Um, and it was just, you know, if I would get overexcited about something and go off on one train and you would gently guide me back to the foundation to like the core like always back to the core and it became you know the anchor point instead of me being adrift um and getting distracted by not necessarily superficial things but um yeah maybe you know when I signed up it it would have been from a business perspective and I remember in those first few months being like whoa there is so much more than I thought to this um, and to be able to have someone hold you in everything. Because it wasn't just, like we said, business. It was relationships, relationship with myself, like conversation with my body. 
energy as a whole like I wasn't comfortable with the word God when I came to you at all. Mm. It was like, or business. No, <laughs> not business. Um, and it was like a complete overhaul. Um, and yeah, I just was not expecting it, the mentorship to touch every part of my life. I think up until that point, I still like compartmentalized everything. Um, and I think that was like the greatest gift was it, it affecting every part of my life and that there was nothing that I brought to you that you can hold. I think on my journey before I'd come across some people where, I mean, it's probably something intense going on in my body, but they were like, oh gosh, that was too much for me. Mm-hmm. And that was so healing to be met with a space of like, come in your pajamas, looking awful, greasy hair, eating your dinner, <laughs> like <laughs> come exactly as you are. And like, you know, nothing is too much. Um, and yeah sometimes just being witnessed I think before I was still so problem solving like solution based as opposed to actually just being heard there's so much just in that obviously so much in in all the guidance you offered as well but um yeah there was just so much again embodiment from a place where I was absolutely not embodied at the start um was sometimes quite conflicting as well um like it did feel uncomfortable because you do have like a laser precision to get the group <laughs> I can be bullshitting about something for like 20 minutes and you'll ask me the one question that makes me like <laughs> in the best oh, way like, roll, roll, <laughs> like oh in. you're seeing me naked this is awkward yeah. <laughs> um but that and it's how yeah that was a skill like I've my mind was so strong and like all the narratives I was like creating feeling sustaining like you were the first person to get underneath them and Mm. you know get me to really look at that depth instead of the stories that I was yeah creating or coming from an organic place or something so um yeah there's just no words and the the friendship I honestly you know makes sense 20 months you get to know each other really well but I it love that we would refer to our monthly like payments as oh we're gonna renew our <laughs> vows this month. <laughs> and it was so it was so beautiful. Like I yes. just and to have that like community when I moved, you know, to where I am now, I didn't have that. I didn't meet the people who I thought I would and I didn't have those connections. And I remember at times I was like, oh, she's all the way in Canada and obviously it's COVID, so I can get a play. And I was like, I just wanna give her a hug, but like to know that you would there yeah and like holding me and inviting me into a different community like one that was you know soul was yeah gave me enough kind of of like a platform to like anchor my feet in my mission in who I am on earth like it was the kind of first time that I had that like stable foundational platform like offered yeah to me Oh my goodness. I love you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm like, I'm like choking back tears right now. Um, And it's just, it's been such a, like a privilege to get to walk through so many seasons with you. And like you said, just cultivate such a rich and beautiful friendship. And to me, like, that's one of the greatest gifts of longevity, but that's also one of the greatest pillars of the work that I do like I there's there's very little 
there's no hierarchy in my world. Like I learn just as much from you as you've learned from me over the course of the 20 months that we've been together. But I think what's more important is that within each other, we were able to find that, I always say like that human to human, leader to leader connection where we can show up as whole humans who acknowledge that we have this bright, beautiful mission on our hearts and we're also having a human experience and to be able to come together and create this divine network of friends, of running mates, of humans that you can co-creatively build your legacy with is everything to me. And I just like, I believe so wholeheartedly in the work that you're doing and what you're going to bring earth side physically and (laughs) non-physically. And I just, it excites me so much to, to know you and to have had the privilege to work with you and to just watch you blossom and grow and to have you teach me such valuable lessons throughout the course of our mentorship as well. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, I just, um, sorry to do this to you, but we're coming to the end of the (laughs) conversation. So um, I just want to open the floor to you. If you have any, any words that you want to share, any sentiments, insights before feeling complete. I mean, I think what I was saying, going to say the whole time is that co-creation. I think that is like one of the most beautiful gifts you offer. Uh, not just like that there isn't a hierarchy, but that it is a co-creation. And it, I just, yeah, it gave me the, helped me refine my wings and meant so much to be seen as an equal in, in that industry. And, and yeah, like to be so held um, with love and devotion and everything else. Um, yeah. Being seen naked, but, in all the consensually naked (laughs) (laughs) um it was yeah I yeah no no other words but it was such a gift to to find your soul um yeah we meet so thank you for everything oh thank you again I love you so much I appreciate you thank you for agreeing to come on to unedited I know the last time we talked this was a little edgy too I think it's your first podcast which is so exciting um and you this conversation was so beautiful I just know that it's going to resonate and land in the hearts of whoever happens to listen to it um as we wrap up I would love to just have you share Um, what you have going on and how people can get connected with you. And I'm just going to premise your next response with if anybody in this community is looking for someone to hold them energetically and, and to be in a container and really create a relationship of intimacy and depth and love with your body, go work with Alice. Just go. Um, yeah, so everything is finally on the website. Thank you to Kelsey helping me through that. Um, and Instagram. <laughs> so yeah, there's a mixture of one-to-ones and group, uh, soul ceremonies and conception journeys coming soon, which is so exciting to help, uh, spirit babies come earthside. But, um, yeah, we'd love to meet any of you and, uh, the gifts in your human body. So, um, 
Yeah, thank you, Kelsey. Thank you so, so much. Um, I'm sending so much love. It is my pleasure. <laughs> Just to confirm, we can find you on Instagram at wise.bodies. Yes, wise.bodies, all lowercase. Okay. And your website is wisebodieshealing.com? Yes. I think you knew that better than I did. Yes, it is. <laughs> I know. I'm amazing. I helped you make it. <laughs> I have. To, I had to know. Co-creator. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, it was so much fun. Like, honestly, I have a background in marketing and writing, copywriting. It was so fulfilling to be able to go through the last 20 months and then help you, like, bring it all to life on a website. It was a birth it was in just, itself. Yeah. Literally a birth process. I 20, felt like 20 months, life. baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, that is where you can connect with Alice. Um, her energetic voyages are incredible. I've been to one of her group soul ceremonies. Amazing, amazing, amazing. This woman is amazing. So um, I can't recommend her enough. And thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. Sending so much love. <laughs> I can hardly begin to articulate how special it was to have Alice as a guest on the podcast. It has just been such a beautiful journey and experience building a relationship with her as mentor and client and just as women and humans and leaders doing what we love and feel so deeply called to. And I really hope that you were able to connect with Alice and her spirit and the beauty of her work. If this episode spoke to you, I highly recommend reaching out to her and getting in her field, whether that's in one of her sessions, her group sessions, or an energetic voyage. Um, she is incredible and does such incredible work. And I am so appreciative and grateful for essentially the living testimony of this episode and just being able to see firsthand from, <laughs> from her perspective what it was like to be in the Exalted Mentorship with me. So I'm just going to let that speak for itself and I will link below um, any applications or links for you to jump into a container and see for yourself. And as always, if you loved this episode as much as I did, please do go ahead and share it with your community with somebody that you feel would love it and receive it as beautifully as you did. And if you're loving the show as a whole, rating, reviewing, and subscribing would mean the absolute world to me. Until next time, see you later.